Episode 200 of the Too Thick Pod. That's a legitimate 200. You're home for all things sports, cards, and levity. I am your co-host. Manny's going to be the host today. I am your co-host, the one, the only, the sad, the lonely, reckless cards, Jeremy. Good evening. How are you, Mr. Host? What's up? You say I'm the host. I think we lost like 10 viewers right there just, just by saying I'm the host. So We are now at negative 10. Yeah, now we're at negative 10. Well, welcome. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Too Thick Pod for all your sports card levity. See, I'm already doing the intro for you too. Nice. We got meat sticks and tummy st- sweats on the ones and twos. I hope as you're listening, we already dropped the mind of sticks part three. So go go take a listen because it's actually a good he reviews he Papa Papa Boomer is actually sharing his screen half the time and I was impressed. So if I'm impressed, you guys should go watch it on uh YouTube. Yeah, um, you just have to cut out the 18 minutes of me like son of a bitch. Why won't this work? Damn it, damn it. I even prepped a little bit to make sure it was working. And of course, when it was time to execute and perform on the big yeah. stage under the lights, I dropped the ball. But being the savvy veteran of the podcast game that I am, I continued to keep my head down and grind and persevere yeah. and push through, ultimately yielding the result of a mediocre podcast that seven people will listen to. Thank you, Aunt, Uncle, Mom, Courtney, and three kids and two dogs. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, the best part of that video was like you, you're like, hey, can you take a quick, quick listen to that and tell me how, what you think? I turned it on and it was 30 minutes. I was like, Jeremy talked for 30 minutes by himself. I'm really impressed now. Easy. So. You know, here, I, I usually throw it to you guys, like you in court is like a barometer. And I was like, hey, can can you guys like listen to this? <laughs> and then like eight hours went by and nobody responded to me. And I'm like, oh, well, that was a dumpster fire. And then I, I talked to court and she's like, yeah, you, you were like a little over the top, like separating yourself from the fact that you're not pumping and shilling. Probably didn't have to go to that extreme. And I was like, my counterpoint to that is because I wanted to be open and accepting of all criticism, because I think that's a superpower. If you're able to take criticism and learn from it, I didn't want to be dismissive of what she was saying. My thought was I went out and did something that's a little different for the too thick pod community. And I didn't, I wanted to make sure that you and I more so you didn't get lumped into somebody trying to pump something or sell something. So I was like, you have to listen to 10 minutes of disclaimers. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you talk about it, well, i say it right now. It's Ryan's card, Cards Discord. You have it. I don't. I'm actually friends with Ryan, and I don't have it. It's just not my type of cards that I'm buying and selling. So, I I mean, we could push it that way. He's my friend. He he doesn't really talk to you. So, there's no pumping or dumping. And oh. it, if it was reverse where I'm talking about the Discord and he's my friend, and you have nothing like you're not in it, but it's kind of like a mix. Well, you know, we got we had messages in the too thick pod, and for any, for everybody that listens, because there's a lot of people that legitimately listen and they try to like they help us out by tagging themselves listening to it, or they shoot us messages and share what's mm-hmm. going on. I've been apologizing lately for just being a little slow to respond. I promise you that Manuel and myself 
love it. It means the world to us. We're just two scatterbrained people who have careers outside of the hobby, wives and kids. And so you'll see like, we kind of like just operate in waves. Like you have like an hour where it's all things. You might see us post 57 things. Like over the weekend I filmed or recorded like a ton of content for too thick. Now it's a matter of like posting it. And honestly, if like Courtney's not there to put a boot in my ass or do it for me, sometimes it goes by the wayside. So we did a bunch of too thick taste tests. I did one with Kaya bear because she saw y'all doing it. And so she wanted to get on it. And so since we're a family friendly program, I thought like, why not little Kaya bear? Why don't you get in here and do a little taste test? And then of course Lala saw it. So she had to get in, but for everybody that shoots us messages, thank you. But one thing that was consistent is people had been asking us about it, just like they ask us about our com C experience and some things like TCG that we Mm -hmm. chat about. And so I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I should just share the way I use it. I know the way Courtney and I operate is a little bit different than most, but there might be some value for somebody out there. For sure. And I would consider us, I would consider you more advanced in the hobby and me being, I would say I'm like, I know more than probably 80% of the people in the hobby. You would probably know like more than like 95, I would say as like the stuff to buy, what to do with these companies. Cause there's a lot of new people coming in the hobby that can't tell the difference between what product to buy. So with you experience like showing your experience is it could be helping a ton and i know there is because there's people that reach out that are my friends they're like thanks i didn't even know what a p what psa meant so well on that aspect we we kind of think that everyone already knows but yeah you know what we 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 experienced that firsthand and that's why we started doing the show recaps is because you go to a show and like you, you know you're on instagram and you think this is the vibe of the hobby you go to a show and 90% of the people have no idea what the hell you're talking about. They're yep. not negative. They're having a good time. Things are alive. People are moving cards. I think that's one thing that I, I, I want to stress is for you and I, the importance of us, what's important to us is having fun. Yes. Neither of us are profiting off of this. We're not paying any bills with this. We're not sponsored by anybody. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to sell out. I've sold that. I've said that for many a times now, like, you know, just throwing it out there. If somebody wants to throw me a bag and it makes sense, I might, I might pump something as long as it's not going to hurt people, but um, it has to be fun and losing money or having bad experiences aren't fun. So if, you know, us sharing what's going on for us, what's good, bad, and ugly, and it, it helps somebody, you know, get a win here and there or make a little money or avoid doing some of the dumb things you and I have done. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yes. Yeah. You could learn through me of what not to buy. That's what I keep saying. So I'll take the L's for the community. <laughs> Stacking L's for exactly. the community. <laughs> um, what was I? Oh, I had something in my mind that I wanted to bring up. I know we'll get to this because I do want to talk about this because I know you've used this product. This isn't another sponsor. Like you said, we're not sponsored by anybody, but Veriswap. You were like the first person that kind of promoted Veriswap, and we we brought about like talked about this. They should be giving you kickback. Um, but yeah, there was an update today that I found interesting. They are switching. Remember how we were complaining about the three percent fees, and you were like, you weren't so much complaining about it. It was more me and Courtney about the price of like the three percent. That's crazy on each transaction. We were like, we would rather have a monthly fee. Well. Under 10K, 
they lowered it to 1.5 or 2.5 or something like that. 1.5, yeah. 1.5, and then over 10K went up to, uh, do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I think it was 1.75 or something like that. Let me. I think, think it's, it drops to like 1.25 at two that five, point. 2.5, yep. Yeah, 1.25. So 1.5, uh, anything under 10K as your value, anything over 10K is the 1.25. So that's a lot of money if you think about it. Yeah, I, it really is. One of the things that prevented me from doing certain deals was if it was like a lateral move, three mm-hmm. percent. Like you have to have that upside in the deal. Otherwise, unless it's a PC item, you're losing because yep. you're paying that money out of pocket. Now, I will say for Veriswap, I feel like Ray owes me a couple bucks because if you go back to the Hobby Night School and we were one of his first interviews, and I already had like I feel like a, a wealth of experience on the app. And I talked about how I use it because I think I, I use it in a great way. Like I use it for price discovery. I use it for cards that I have massive upside on that people mm-hmm. are willing to give me the number that I want. I use it for cards that are stuck that I can't move in my area. Like I went into like really good detail, like, you know, how it works for me. But the 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 fees were restricting because you have to be mindful of cash. I mean, you can't just sit there and flip cards if you're not making some money somewhere. That just keeps hitting the credit card or your bank account or whatever you have it linked to. Yep. And I'll be a test of like how early we were on BearSwap because we were so early that we would put when you post a card, it showed up on the main feed. And I would post a card and Jeremy would see it like three hours later and it was still on the main feed. And this McAsshole would give me the the worst trade ever. I want your thousand dollar card for a bag of chips. Pretty much. And I I was at a point where I was sending them to Jeremy and I was like, why are people doing this? I'm off this app. And I look and it's just Jeremy. I realized it was Jeremy sending me these offers because I did it. I looked at it right when I was next to him and he's just giggling. So I knew it. I figured out it was Jeremy. But that's how that's how like we were one of the first people on the apps because it took three hours for mine to even get off the main feed. Right. Yeah, it's um, I don't know if it will change the way I operate because you still have to be for us, you still have to be mindful of money, but one and a half percent when you're doing, you know, deals that are like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars that adds up, especially if you're doing trades in volume. Mm -hmm. So again, I know that some people just absolutely hate the idea of, um, you know, paying for somebody to be a middleman for me you know, we pay for convenience. It gives me peace of mind and being introverted. You're a very much an outgoing person. People based on listening to the podcast or like when they see me, it's loud and stuff like that. But I have moments where I completely don't want to talk to anybody or can't talk to anybody. And Veriswap's a great way to still be active in the space. And outside of like maybe some messaging here and there, you don't have to interface. You don't have to, you don't know who you're dealing with. And you know, so sometimes it makes it a, a good way to participate if you're not feeling like talking to people. I, I do. I do like that aspect. It's weird. It's like you're talking to an AI. You don't know where these cards are coming from, but they just come. But you, you, a computer says yes or no, and then you just get the cards. That's what I felt like when I was on it. So can I tell you something? Yeah. And I don't think I've, I've ever said this out loud or shared this. And I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way. I would say about three quarters of the people who post their cards I know who they are, or at least I know 
what their Instagram is or what their eBay is or what their Discord server name is. Yep. So if you're paying attention, you can kind of get an idea. So like, I know if a guy can't move a card in Discord for like, you know, 2K and he's desperate, like trying to get it. But then on Veriswap, it says something different. Like if you're paying attention, you can kind of key in. And like, if you take it a step further, if you're using TerraPeak with eBay, you can kind of see what kind of offers they're actually getting and you can get next level with this ish. So, uh, you know, paying attention is fun and it's yep. cool for some people. Yeah. You're like detective detective sticks over there. Pretty much a little bit. I do. I do have well, one, one thing I do want to say, I know the Veriswap percentage is great. Right. But I did see a comment saying something about the shipping and I know you just shipped a card um, it seems like they they increase shipping. I, I guess you could go in a little bit more detail on what they did, but I I don't know. I know you've done. Yeah, I've done I've done like fifteen to twenty deals, probably close probably closer to twenty. I don't know the number offhand, but I didn't even think of it until you said something. But when I shipped a card on Monday, I had to actually go to the post office box and get a small priority box. And you know how we ship cards. We do the team bag, business card, packing slip in the cardboard, wrapped in bubble wrap and a bubble mailer with tracking. The one thing that I know Veriswap always required for their insurance to cover your card was adult signature required. Yep. So like usually that was like maybe six, seven, eight bucks to ship it. But this time, you know, after you mentioned, I went back and I looked and our shipping was $11 through, you know, flat rate and so i have to go in and do a little investigative work to see what's going on there that would not be a good look in my opinion if that's what they did if you say hey you're going to save money over here but you're actually just taxing on the back end that's the equivalent of like an ebay guy saying like hey you know four dollars and fifty cents for bubble mailer with tracking then turning around and shipping it in a plain white envelope like yep. that's not cool just be upfront and honest whatever the numbers are the numbers are yeah, and then I guess they responded to that comment and said that they're working on it. So I'm assuming that the shipping did go up. They're trying to work on something um, better aspect for shipping. So, hey, if they're looking into it, but yes, if they, they upped the shipping because they lowered the percentage, which we don't know, that's kind of shitty. That's like when you're in Vegas and they claim to have like great pricing. Like mm -hmm. something's only $10, but you read the fine print at the bottom of the menu and it's like there's a concession fee of like 4.95%. Like, yeah, just be upfront and honest. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the one thing I, I personally would never do. And I, again, I'm not saying they did. I don't know that to be true. This is yeah. just we're having a very honest conversation is I think in the hobby, like you're better off just being transparent and honest. Mm -hmm. Like no. I appreciate them coming out and saying, hey, the volume's there. We can reduce, we can reduce mm -hmm. pricing. I'll tell you one thing that they have to do better at is getting cards out. It is a, I ship like either if it's the same business day or the very next morning business day. And the last card I had was like, it took like almost three weeks for the card to get to me. You think that's on the, the other user or them? Yeah, potentially. But I mean, they should hold people accountable. accountable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is big boy business. If you commit to something like I know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be in Shipshawana or at some portion of that time. I'm not going to be local to a post office. You know what I won't be doing is selling cards. And if for some reason I do sell a card, mm -hmm. people are going to know, hey, this won't be going out until 
Tuesday morning because Monday's the holiday. Yep. Yeah, they, I mean, what I was thinking as you're saying that is having uh, maybe making them more reliable. Once you get once one of the user's card comes in hand, you get two days or whatever, right, to show tracking. If you don't show tracking, you pay a fee and the the can't the trade's done because you have to pay, you have to have that person accountable because when's if they're just like I'm not doing it and then you already shipped your card like it has to be a fee for both parties. So, like I'm actually I've been negotiating with a guy all day on a, a potentially pretty big deal and my fear well it's not even a fear like I know that by make if I do this deal it has to make sense because I know that those cards are going to be gone for multiple weeks. Yep. And so I'm weighing, do I keep the cards? And they're like incredibly, let's say mid to high end liquid cards. So between like, let's just say like $3,000 cards that will move. I get offers all the time. I'd prefer trade because I like the upside of the additional value coming back. But I also, I've got some grading. I've bought a lot of cards and cash is king. Yep. Do I hang on to it and just get the cash this weekend? And so if I knew that the the process of shipping it there a few days and getting my cards back in a few days, it makes it easy to go to trade. But if I know it's going to be two, three, four weeks, then I consider selling. And so I would, I, I hope that there's a way that they can make that process a little bit quicker. For sure. And I know uh, it's not the only app I, I was listening to the cousins collectibles and they had Irish uh, the commission and he was talking about com C and I, I'm this is why I'm bringing it up. Cause we talked about com C but me and you have never bought on ComC. Supposedly, it took him 30 days to get his cards when he uh, asked for them to be shipped. Um, I guess he was like, I think 4,000 orders in front of him. Because you got to realize how many people are buying off that site and asking for cards. So, ComC, we've told you guys to sell. If you are buying and want your cards, make sure you have some leeway if you want them back at a certain time frame. Yeah, I remember at one point, like during COVID, when like PSA shut down and people were complaining about ComC. I remember that just being a nightmare, like multiple months to get your cards. But at that time, I wasn't interested. I really yeah. didn't know what ComC was. And so I was just like, whatever, it doesn't apply to me. I will tell you, I won a few auctions last Sunday night on the PWCC weekly auction. Mm-hmm. I paid for my order first thing Monday morning. So I pay and I ship it to my vault. It's like, this is just stupid so yeah. it's like you, you pay for it and then immediately go to your vault and pay for it to be shipped home so you avoid paying the sales tax. yeah i just got the order this morning that my 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 request has been fulfilled mm-hmm. so that's like essentially today's tuesday eight days for them yeah. to get it and then so they printed the shipping label but guess what i've got informed delivery with usps and it just says shipping label printed the package isn't there. And part of the reason I bought stuff was to have it for Ship Shawana. Yep. And so I do think that when one of these bigger guys figure out how to get your cards quicker, they're going to be better off because sometimes I want to buy on PWCC, but like if they can't get it to me, then like what the hell's the point? Yeah. I have a question with PWCC with that. Do you think that they should be paying for the shipping label? I feel like an auction house that big should be paying for shipping. We, Because I know when I bought stuff, you have to pay for them to ship it to you. How do you feel about that? I mean. I know it's only a couple bucks, I guess, but 
when you're that big, what is that to them? You've got a customer buying off your thing. You're actually a customer that pays on that site. I mean, how do you feel about that? I don't they know. used to ship. I think they used to ship FedEx too, and this is coming USPS. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me. I, again, I'm not playing in that that place where the cards are super big, but um, I just I would like to get my cards quickly. That's all. I could see like you know ten thousand plus cards paying for shipping, but when you're like cards are less than a hundred bucks, say you buy a card that's like forty or fifty bucks, and you gotta pay ten bucks to ship it to you. I swear my shipping, <clears throat> my shipping's always been like 15 bucks or like yes. 15 something. Exactly. Like I thought it was a little assess, like a little bit high. I'll tell you what it, what it was. I think it was like 13. I just thought like with the buyer's premium, it's kind of covered. Yeah. But you know what? That, that buyer's premium is already like that money's already chopped up. They're not taking that 20%. Okay. I was so, just curious. So I'll have something I'm going to share with you. I, I I tried it. It's my it's like the first go round. But TNT, mm-hmm. who you and I grade with, that's local to Michigan, who's a platinum PSA dealer, has this deal worked out. And I, I hope that I'm allowed to speak about it. Like they, yeah, you're. Anyway, you can submit cards for grading. Obviously, TNT does the review, and they go directly. They guarantee within 20 days. They get graded, and then they go into Golden's weekly auction. No money out of pocket. And then you, based on what they sell for, the grading fees are taken out of that. Mm-hmm. Now, the cool thing that they were able to do is I'm able to get 105% of the sale price. Yep. You know what I mean? So if it sells for 100 bucks, I'm actually getting 105 Minus the grading fees. Minus the grading fees, but you know what I mean? So like Golden isn't actually sitting on that 20%. You know, they're probably realistically only getting 10 to 15%. I'm sure I would imagine TNT gets a little bit like maybe, you know, two and a half to 5%. And then Golden, like that's how they make their money is on that 10%. Yeah. But if they're, I mean, for the cards that we're dealing with, like they deal with million dollar cards, like the, like I said, like the ones that are like cheaper, why not just pay for shipping for them? So I'm hopeful that this will work because I took I, I took all of these new Pokemon releases, these these ones that I bought from Bronomath. Yep. And it was I don't want to say scary, but when you're talking about grading 40, 50 cards, let, let's just use 20 bucks. That's like a thousand bucks out of pocket. And I'm not you. I don't have Manny money. No, no, no. You know what I mean? I don't have That's that Monopoly Manny funny money. Nope, so this is a great way to take cards that were good for grading and potentially now there's a couple of fears. One, they don't grade well. And then I get absolutely slaughtered Two, I know that golden likes to be like, we're big and bad and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm interested to see how these cards turn out because if they can even be remotely close to eBay and these cards grade, well, this might be a great opportunity for like, let's say you, when you're like, you you want to hold on to your cash, but you still want to play. Guess mm-hmm. what? Pay for the cards, not paying for grading, and you know let them do all the work. Yep. So I have a conspiracy theory. Do do you do you think that the hobby is on the up and up, and everything's kosher and one hundred percent honest, or do you think there's some tomfoolery? Yes. 
I think most people understand that there's some fuckery afoot. Yes, I like that better. Okay. <laughs> now, wouldn't it behoove PSA to give cards that are going directly into their auction house better yeah. grades? Or yeah. be a little more lenient, maybe? And I'm not saying that's the case, but we've all seen cards. <laughs> that don't deserve the grade that they have. But I mean, if this is going into their own auction house. Yeah. So I am pro like, come on now to be clear, these were all probably cards that Brandon would have submitted to gotten black labels on anyway. So it, it doesn't matter. A PSA 10 should be a walk in the park, but you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of fascinating. The fact that we even have to think like that kind of speaks to the space that we're playing in. Yeah. That's like, uh, I saw a post that said, uh, what's a scam that, in the hobby but like we all just let it happen and the the comments on those are crazy like redemptions um stuff like that and it was like man there's a ton of things that you don't think about like sticker autos was another um you know non-game use relics grading's always been the wildest thing to me like you can't comprehend if you go to a restaurant yeah and you have to wait too long for your food they give it to you for free yep there was one point where I was told I was going to get my cards in 20 business days. I waited a year and a half. Like, that's not even remotely close. I didn't get a discount. I didn't get a coupon. I didn't have a manager come kiss my ass and say, sorry. You know what they did? They said, fuck you. You're going to take it on the chin. And guess what? You'll still submit more cards. That we is, all do. That is crazy, like, to think about how many people lost money because they waited, like, two years to get their cards back. Dude, in my dumbass... We had submitted like an unhealthy amount of Kobe White cards. Like to put in perspective, I was selling Kobe White kabooms at like damn near a thousand bucks for PSA nines. Yep. And so I had submitted like I don't know, like a hundred cards. Yeah. And at one point, like his base prism was like up to like 150, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was counting that money. I was like, man, I'm gonna quit my job. All I'm gonna do is I, I was legitimately thinking, I'm like, if it's this easy. Game yep. over. Yep. Game over. Miss me with that correction shit. I am just gonna go buy and grade everything. Yeah, dude. And it it killed a bunch of people. Hey, I got a question. What's gonna kill another people? Bunch of people, by the way. But I avoided it. I avoided it. It's in the in the production world, this is called a segue. Um, I avoided an L, um, because I think that this is gonna. A lot of people are going to take big old L's about this MVP buyback because the first year was great. Everyone was making money because what you do is uh, you get your MVPs, the base cards or any type of card on tops, uh, tops cards, tops Chrome. Explain, explain what the actual program is and then let people know what you were planning on doing and not what you're actually doing. Okay. Let me pull it up. So tops buyback, like I said, you, there's an, NL and AL MVP, right? You, let me present my screen. You buy the cards or when you hit it, it gives an opportunity for you to get store credit um, at card shops. So you could collect, redeem, repeat, right? So how it works, buy 2023 Tops Chrome and collect MVP candidates. Kicker, you don't know who the MVP candidates are. Once the MVPs are announced in November, bring those to your local card shops exchange the AL and NL MVP for store credit. Now here's the prices. So for base cards, you get 20 bucks, refractors 40, numbered 
that are greater than 100, $100, and numbered less than 100, 200. So it gives an opportunity if you're ripping this wax, you could sell the base cards, say Shohei Otani, for a certain price instead of having them be, you know, 50 to a dollar if it was normal, right? Well, I avoided a loss because Acuna last month when this came out was the MVP favorite, heavy favorite. And I was telling Jeremy off screen that, hey, I'm going to start buying these MVP buybacks because you saw the pricing. If I could collect a huge stack and send them to a, a a card store, you get some money for credit and may potentially get a bigger car, you know, trading, trading up. I'm glad I didn't because a lot of people bought Acuna's heavy. Can you go back to that, um, that, that, like the pricing that you get for each card? Yes. So I'm looking at it right now. And I, how, is there a limit on how many cards you can submit or you can bring to your, your LCS? I don't think so. See, it says, just bring it. Um, I, I, I don't think there's a limit. Oh, what will I receive in exchange for my cards? Can I get cash? Can you click on that? When you bring your cards in the coverage right, you receive store credit. So, yeah, you do get store credit. Okay. I'm a hobbyist. Oh, is there a limit? While there isn't a limit, each hobby shop will have the discretion. So, yeah, you don't have a limit, but depending on the hobby shop. Because I'm looking like right now the last couple base Shohei Chrome cards have gone for $13 at auction, yep. $11.99 fixed price, $8.59 at auction. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could like legitimately, if you were about that life, you know, let's 13 and 12 is 25 plus 9. 25 plus 9 is 34. 34 divided by 3 is like 11.33. So let's just round up to 12 bucks. You're making like 8 bucks. Now, what's not included in there is shipping, blah, 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 blah. But you might be onto something. And the refractor just went for $24.99, which is $40, which is a $15, yes. is a $15 pickup. In theory, if you can go, because there's people who I've never done the buyback. And quite frankly, I don't think I ever truly understood it as much as I do now. I'm sure you can go to a show and pick these up for three, four, five bucks a piece. My fear would be you dump a couple hundred bucks into it. You go to like some old podunk LCS and they're like, yeah, we'll give you one. Well, the the kicker is, is like, um, it looks right here. You have to, you basically are, you have to be a top shop, you know, the, you know. Yeah. So in Michigan, I don't know who actually qualifies. I think less, less up in Birch Run. I believe he is considered a top shot. He's okay. got like the whole area dedicated tops cards. Yeah. So you have to find that, but what's cool. I don't know. The thing that I was talking about that I almost lost though, is people, you can look it up right now. Acuna's were going for that same price as Shohei and to buy a base card of Acuna at 10 bucks a pop, 11 bucks a pop, because he was the heavy favorite last month. And uh, Mookie Betts wasn't. Now all these guys are holding on Acuna's. They could have spent tons of money on Acuna. And now Mookie Betts, if you were buying Mookie Betts, probably at that 
$5 range, you just made a killing. Sure. So, um, yes, it is a gamble because you don't really know who the MVPs are going to be. You kind of, kind of figure you could go. What I did was went to Vegas odds, um, and looked at the favorites and Shohei's a heavy favorite. Yep. Um, I think he's going to win the MVP. So that's kind of a sure get, but if you like the gambling side, you, you're either buying a Cunha or a Betts to do this. I still like, why not? Like, why not take like a hundred dollars and see if you can turn a hundred into like 150. Yes. What's the best, I guess I, I like your idea about uh, card shows, but I wouldn't buy them online because people are no, like they want their top dollar for these cards. Cause they know what you're going to get from, from them at, at card shows they're I feel like they're easier to buy. Yeah, probably. Um, is that butters? That is butters. butters. Come here, dude. Come on. He's like, lift me up. I know. He's like, you're, you're recording something important. So I need to be heard. Yeah. So, but you know, that was kind of my, I avoid the loss. Cause I almost bought heavy in Acuna cause Shohei's were going a little bit more at the time because he was a sure thing. So I was like, okay, let me get Acuna's and I'm glad I did it. Hey man, sometimes the best deals you make are the ones that you don't make. Yes. So I, I wanted to bring it out there. Cause there, I mean, there's people listening that probably don't even know what the buyback is. So, I want hey, to I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure there's people that are feeling some sort of way with their um, Panini redemptions because that's a game too. You buy the redemptions, hoping they don't fulfill them, so you get the white box and black box one of ones. Yep, it's kind of the same program. Yeah, I mean the tops program. I like the MVP buyback because it gives you an opportunity if you're ripping, yeah, to get some of your cash back um, if you pull one of these cards. You know what I mean? All right. So like the 2023 Tops Chrome Shohei base number 17. Is at auction right now with three minutes left, and it's at twelve dollars. Yeah, I, I I've seen them go for like eighteen. I'm like, what's the point at that point? Yeah, just don't spend twenty bucks at your card show with five dollars shipping and handling. So it's that's seventeen bucks to Plus make three. To, yeah. So for this one, that would not be it. Now, what I would look is if I was on eBay, I would filter it by new listings. Yep, and try to take advantage of somebody who posts it that doesn't know any better. Cause quite frankly, if I had this card, I wouldn't even be thinking buyback. And I would go into com C and I'm sure somebody's already done that. Cause th- those, those people that are on com C are sad. Yeah. I mean this in the most complimentary way. They are absolute savages. Mm-hmm. Like I know the moment you get the email from com C that you have new cards up there and you put your pricing in and hit go live. I know that's where I'm going to have the most flurry of activity because that's the, one of the, like the com C hardcore guys, they wait for the new listings and get everything. Yeah. They, that, like we said in the last podcast, the most you sell is right off the bat, right? Yeah. When you price them. Um, but yeah. So yeah, look at the MVP buybacks. Maybe if you go into local card shows, you could get good deals on them. So like I said, Mookie Betts and Shohei are the two favorites, but Acuna, um, he just broke a record. He might. It's between Okuna and Betts. Right Have you now, seen Okuna's splits? Yeah. They're like damn near identical for like home runs, yep. stolen bases, at home and on the road. It's wild. Yes. He's he's a beast. So I'm curious. Now now that Mookie Betts is the favorite, I wonder if Acuna cards dip and you could buy Acuna cards. And it's just a game. Um, but, hey, 
you could you could get some you can actually double your money you like jeremy says you spend like two hundred dollars on base cards to flip them at tops for 400 and get a 400 dollar car then you go sell it or you could even be if you're more savvy you go 400 get a 500 dollar card that's worth 400 at the card show and get 500 back yep so it's uh you know you could be a calculated gamble that could work out for you and I, you know, like I would be like, if you can pick them up at a card show for like five, 10 bucks and you have disposable income, I definitely would. If the margins are smaller and you're uncertain, like nothing would suck to spend like a hundred dollars on base yeah. Acuna cards for bets to win or on bets and then Acuna wins. So just be, be careful out there. Be careful with your money. It, it, it's kind of a cool program for like kids like Steven, for example, if you had him sent out to go look for these cards, and uh, see pricing and have him do it and then just take him to the card sh- store since he's starting to get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember, speaking of King Steve, do you remember the card that he bought? The Joker? Not the Joker. What else did he He bought a Dame, didn't he? No. No. So he went and then, like I told him I would walk the show and you were yeah, gracious enough that. to watch the table. We went. It was the last card he picked up. It was still sealed from... Panini, it was like a 20, 2016, 2017, or 2017, 2018. Chris Porzingis. Yes. Noir, yes. Patch yep. Auto. Jersey number. He just got the email from TNT at 1010. And I have oh, never wow. seen, um, you know, like the, it was like one of those things, not quite like card porn of like the kid pulling like the child auto, yeah. but for him, Yes. To be patient, because remember, he just wants to buy every single card that comes his way, to be patient, to walk the show, to look at every table, to be bored out of his mind, because dad's talking with everybody and making them conversate. He just got that, like, I saw it, and I said, come here. And I thought for sure it was going to 910. Shows mm-hmm. what I know. I thought for sure it was going to 910, and he got the 1010 from SGC, so he was, like, pumping his fist, like, yes, yes. What do you think? Is that a $100 card? Is that a $75 card? I'm like, good for you, man. Good for you. Now, now have him go to ship Shawan. Hopefully, you get it by then and have him sell it there. Yep. Build so on that. I just thought it was, I thought it was cool because you were there and uh, yeah, you know, we were, we were cool. talking about that, and so it's like something worked out for him. So I'm happy for him. You know, I got a good idea for, uh, by the way, for fanatics because I had an, I went to a Tigers game and talking about baseball. I went to a Tigers game. You actually went to a Tigers game a week ago, last week, right? Yeah, I went and saw the, the Cubs versus the Tigers. Yeah, and then I went Sunday or Saturday. It was Astros versus Tigers. And uh, it was my first – Haven's first MLB game ever. So it was kind of fun. We rode the Where did you sit? We actually were in suites. Kaylee got some suites for us. I don't know okay. how she got them, but we got suites uh, tickets. And, where Like uh, where, where were they? Because I'm not very familiar with Comerica. I've been very fortunate. I've had like really good seats. Yeah. And so I've only ever sat in like one general area. It's the third base side. Okay. It was uh, kind of between, you know, where you sat in the padded seats right mm-hmm. above you. Perfect. That's where we were. Um, but you guys were on the first baseline, though, I think, right? We were, like, more so behind home plate. Okay, yeah. We were more on the third base side. Um, but, yeah, so we, we go. Um, yeah, I guess no tech, no, I guess technically speaking, we would have been skewed towards first baseline because you could look directly out at left field in the building. Yeah. So, even though, like, the picture by me just shifting like this, it looks like I'm hardcore on the first baseline. 
Yeah. I was closer to like, like an home, but I guess it, it, it doesn't matter. I was, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So if you just, the kitty corner there, I, I, I saw Justin Verlander versus Miguel Cabrera last at bat. And these guys are like greats at, for, uh, for Detroit Tigers, right? Yeah. Uh, Detroit fan base love them. How, this is kind of like where I was thinking about fanatics. How cool would it be to give out some memorabilia or like even, and I brought this up to you, like a Tops Now card of them too, but not just like you could buy it online. They have that thing ready for everyone after the game. Like they take the pictures, have it ready. I don't know it's going to be, it would be tough to do, but the people that went there, they have an option to get that Tops Now card of the last at bat. Dude, I think that would be absolutely awesome. Now, let me ask you this. You got to see, like, did you understand what you were witnessing? Yes. I also saw Miguel Cabrera pass Gary Sheffield because he hit a home run. And he hasn't hit a home run in like a year. So he hit 510 also. So I, I, I pulled up the news article. So. Our first game, this is, we are not even officially living in Michigan. Yeah. And this is where our life was so crazy at the time. And I have so much appreciation and respect for what Courtney did because Kaya was born June 3rd. Mm -hmm. June 5th, I was back at work. She was packing our house and having the movers move to Michigan. June 15th. 2017 so we've been in michigan for a little over six years now okay we get to see justin verlander start and then we get to my kids get to see miguel cabrera hit a walk-off home run and at the time so steven's 15 now he was nine no comprehension of what he's seeing and as i'm trying to tell him that this is (laughs) arguably top five pitcher and top five hitter of my generation and you're seeing him live in action right now yep yeah and nine years or seven years ago whatever six miguel cabrera was hitting still like he was yes yeah he was like on top of his game but but just think about like think about this new job new child new city everything's new while seeing people like and at that time i mean i was entrenched in baseball yes I was the kid who would watch baseball tonight on repeat three times over after watching, after watching SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. Peter Gammons was a god. The trade deadline was a national holiday. So, like, I was in baseball like that. So, like, I understood what was going on. And I have just completely surreal with all the other things going on in my life. And I look back and it's wild that you got to see him go head to head. The slow motion Instagram video of them like, like giving each other the nod. Yeah. So slick. And to your point, if Fanatics was there or Tops or whomever and had the ability to print some exclusive, like, you know, hey, we're going to have 500 cards for sale by the seventh inning somewhere. Like those things would be, it would be that Pistons and Al K line would run Detroit sports cards for forever. For sure. Or like like you said, 500, like they know they're going to hit and pitch against each other, right? Have them like take a picture before the game with each other and like sign yeah. a couple. Whew. So cool. That would, that's, I'm telling you, that would be awesome. And that's kind of why I want to bring it up. 
um, because there is so many new ideas that could happen. And that would be amazing. Cause I mean, it, it would have meant something to me to get one because it's Haven's first game too. Yes. So I would have wanted to buy some. <laughs> so. so two questions. One, how was the food and drink and did you indulge? And number two, with incredible ideas and forward thinking business acumen that you're demonstrating, would it be fair of me to speculate that you might be in the running to be the new CEO of Leaf Trading Cards? Because, oh, yeah. because Ruben didn't do it. Whoever the hell runs Panini didn't do it. Brian Gray sure as hell didn't do it. Maybe they're, the, the folks over there at Leaf are like, you know what? You know who we need? We need Manuel fucking Forez in yep. here making it happen. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, you know, the innovation that would come from Leaf trading cards, it, it wouldn't be a second tier trading card if I was in charge. You know, this would be prime. They'd be like, you know, Leaf and then Fanatics. And then we would yes. get bought out by Fanatics and I would be a billionaire. And I'd be yes. like, yes, make everyone rich. But yeah, the food was great. I had a thick, thick brat. Okay. I need you to appreciate that thick brat. But we had at the suite, they, they like catered food. So it was kind of nice. I was eating cookies, popcorn. I got so full. Kevin was eating. Uh, they brought a little Caesar's pizza and she destroyed the pizza. So it there was fun. Go. Yeah. I'm glad. It's always, uh, was she able to pay attention or was it like, was she completely bored out of her mind? She was more excited, like people watching. Rather than any anything, she wanted uh when we went, to, she wanted to do the Ferris wheel. So I did the Ferris wheel, and then okay. afterwards, she's like, "Daddy, let's go watch the game." So I sat down, and I think it was more so she wanted to sit to eat. So she's my kid, pretty much. But she was like watching them, like the ball. She wanted to see if the ball can I could catch the ball because one almost hit us, and she was scared. And then afterwards, she's like, "Catch a ball!" Like so, she was excited, uh, and that aspect. So. I don't think she understood the game. She just wanted to get a ball from the back. How often do you guys make your way into Detroit? Not very often or? Maybe a couple times a year. Not too okay. much. They have like that right outside the ballpark. They've got like that dog park and that little area right oh, yeah. there. It's just so cool, man. Yeah, it is. I like to draw, I like to walk down the strip of like shops because I like the Nike outlet. They have other stores and stuff like that. I think there might be even a card store or a comic book store around there too. Next time, if you get a moment, it's like $2 and it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's pointless, but there's an awesome like train or tram that goes around that has like four or five stops in for like a buck 50 you can ride. Mm-hmm. And we always do it because the girls love like to be on a train, to yeah. be elevated in the air. And then the sights, like one thing that's crazy about Detroit is and this is weird for me. Like I go to Chicago, not one time does anybody ever stop you to talk about the architecture. You go mm-hmm. in Detroit and you're anywhere. Every it's like you have to pass a test to be a Detroiter because they point out buildings and say who designed it and give you the yes. whole story. Yes. And it's been like that. Like it's not just once or twice. Like I swear to God, it happens every time I'm in Detroit. Like somebody like you wouldn't even expect. You'd be like, oh, there's there there's a you know there's a crackhead, and they're like, oh, let me tell you something about this building. Blah 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 blah. Designed in this. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, damn. Detroit people are proud, bro. They come up to you and be like, yeah, Dan Snyder over there is getting that building. You got some rocks? No? All right. Well, Dan Snyder's building that building. Like, they forgot that. They just told me. I'm like, all right, cool. And I think it's Dan Gilbert, not Dan Snyder. <laughs> I know. I messed up, but I I, I, I doubled down, too. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I recognize that. And it's like, 
remember don't be a menace to south central where he's like yeah. man i'll suck your dick for yeah. cheeseburgers man <laughs> this guy's just trying to give you like architecture like facts like man i'll give you them architecture facts he's probably my tour guide <laughs> that, that's awesome that you got to go to a game my um the the, the Pistons home opener this year is September or October 28th mm-hmm. against the Bulls. You're going to go? Oh, dude, of course. Of course. But now, like, I'm in this conundrum because the girls wear their Bulls hoodies and they're always like, Patrick Williams is my favorite, which is, like, endearing to me. And I, like, I really want to take them like i think it would be awesome to share in the experience i think like all the stuff that they do at, ga- at stadiums for kids is cool but i'm also fearful that they'll be like yeah this fucking sucks or dad i want to run onto the court or why aren't they sharing with me like can you just imagine like lala having a temper tantrum because you know Cade cunningham won't give her the ball Who, who's the most outspoken that would talk to a player uh la. can i borrow her when luca comes into town please do you want you want to do like what Demar Derozan's daughter did up into like the screaming? You yes. get a lot going, Laz. Laz, I told you she's she is the best and worst of Courtney all in one. Courtney <laughs> myself all in one. Yeah, <laughs> I need an autograph from Luca, so I need a I need to bring my child and probably another to start screaming Luca's name for an auto. Yeah, I I'll, think I'll put my jersey on La, and it's gonna look like down to her knees to get it signed, and then I'll have to be like La, give it back. Well, if if Steven finds out that you're taking La, he's going to want to go with because I feel like he's experiencing something that you get to experience from me firsthand is he was in a fantasy football draft the other night and he showed me his team and it was like, it was, it was a pretty solid team, but I'm like, why do you have Saquon Barkley? (laughs) Like, it's my understanding that he's not playing. And he was like the defeat on his face when he recognized, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. So credit to him. He was able to trade Saquon for Robinson, Bijan Robinson's. Like how he managed oh, really? that. Like he he finessed the shit out of somebody, dude. But I like I like Barkley. Yeah, but he's you don't like, like Barkley. No, is he playing though? It's Jonathan Taylor that's not playing. Yeah, but I thought Saquon like no, he signed his contract. He actually he signed. His contract. Okay. Yeah, but either way, he I, I thought it was like a nice deal, but um. Look at him. Look at look at Steve getting beat. I think Bijan's going to be better. Yeah, but here's the thing. I told Steven because he's like, oh, what do you think about this? And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care about fantasy football because all it's going to say is I have to listen now for the next 200 days is like, I should have started so-and-so. So-and-so is on the bench. Can you believe they threw on third down when they could have – like, it's the same. <laughs> Dumb. Stupid. Like, you could insert any conversation about fantasy football in any group of dudes, and it's the same thing. Nothing unique. And then 98% of these people are in free leagues with, like, no skin in the game. Like, nothing. Dude, like, I saw this thing. In fairness to you, I saw this thing where, like, these people have, like, if you lose, some of the punishments are absolutely spectacular. And, like, I would – that would bring me out of retirement to play fantasy football or, or like an actual buy-in where like, if you lose, it's going to hurt so bad. I saw a, uh, it was a joke one. Of course it said the first place has to pregnate a woman, woman. The last place has to take care of the child. <laughs> I was like, what is this? That one was awesome. Yeah. So um, speaking of pregnating people, let's get into our thickest of the week, Jeremy. Okay. 
I'm going to be surprised. Let's go. All right. Here, let, so, me, let me. Thickest of the week. <laughs> so soon we'll, we should have like a little, you know, we do thickest of the week and it pops into like a little um, intro of it. We should Can I show that. you something real quick? I, I don't yeah. think most people do it because most people go out of the way to make it look like, you know, because they want to show off. Yeah. We're not messing around over here at Reckless Studios. Ooh, look at that. I need to. So. I'm going to buy one and mine will be on the way. So I don't sound like crap. Everybody makes it like, I like they, they make sure that it's like in their face. So like they're constantly having like a fucking meat hitting them in the mouth. Yeah. Like, like who cares, dude, you have a microphone. You You sound fine. I wouldn't get a microphone. I would spite the man. And to be clear, this isn't my microphone. Courtney got it for dangerous games and I just so happened to use it. Well, I know what you mean because when I had it at the live show at the national, I was like gripping it like this and had it like close to my mouth and I had to catch myself a couple of times. Like, what am I doing? Just talking in the microphone, talking hobby. I have a microphone and I need to show it off. <laughs> Before we get into the thickest of the week, uh, double coverage, Dama and Sauce listened to our last podcast and they are down to jump on the show. And uh, they want to do a live stream of the 999 with us. So they want us four to all be on a stream doing it because they said it's going to be great content. Can, can you make it happen on Monday? Like them coming on the show or the 999? The 999. We're running out of baseball time. You want me to do it on a Monday? Well, Monday's a holiday. I'm talking about for Tuesday. If I got to recover. Okay, so do you want? are we going to do it Sunday night after Ship Shawana? <laughs> Dude, you are. We gotta prepare for this. I don't have to prepare. Like, we're, it, it, like there is no preparing. If you yeah. think that I'm gonna like this Tuesday, <clears throat> eat six hot dogs and drink seven beers, and then two days later eat seven hot dogs and drink eight beers and work my way up to it. Uh, uh-uh. uh I'm not trying to die over some content. You know what I mean? What yeah. I will do is I will give it the college effort. I feel confident that if I get the the perfect kind of drunk, I might be able to make it happen. If I get too drunk, I'm gonna pass out or I'm gonna do something stupid. Did you see us on the screen just both like knocked out? And here's the thing: I don't, I don't mess with hard liquor, and like I, I don't very rarely. I've only ever been like truly drunk a handful of times in my life. Like I, I've been, you know, buzzed. But when I get a little buzzed, the only thing I do is like I feel like I need to recapture my youth, so I always feel like it necessary to do something like youthful. So like one time. It has nothing to do with cards. I wanted to prove that I was still young, so I dove out of a moving car at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> That's so random. I am so lucky. Like, it makes me, it, it, like, you know when you hear something and it makes your body go, like, I'm so lucky that, like, my face didn't smack off the concrete and bust my teeth. I'm lucky, like, a little road rash is all I had. I'm so fortunate. One of the dumbest things I've ever done. Well, there's one that tops it, but we talked about that story already. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. But here, yeah, here's the thing. I'm not going to train for this thing. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try to drink well, nine beers and have nine hot dogs. Well, we have to do a good time because Dama and Saw said uh, if they do it, it's going to be even hilarious because it's morning time for them right now. So. It's pretty much their breakfast, so they have the whole day ahead of them. While we go to sleep. So are we just like, are we going to scratch the baseball game? Or are we going to record a baseball game? I and have then no like, idea. I will cast it. I have no idea. They want to do it, and uh, they were pumped about it. They want to join the thick. 
So like, in, in my mind, it, it becomes extremely more difficult if I just have to sit here in front of a computer with like and stare at your three faces. Like I actually thought like that we would like the kids would be playing. It would be more of like a well, barbecue party atmosphere. But if we have to just sit here and drink, like, man, that, that becomes that much more difficult. Well, I, no, no, I could go to your house and sit on that casting couch with you and they could be tuned in together in Australia. It's, it's like worlds combined together. We're, okay. we're uniting one another. Like a simulcast? <laughs> we break the internet, just fucking four fat people doing just disgusting things. Exactly. All right, so that I did bring up the... The reason why I brought up double coverage is because they sent me this thickest week. They actually... If you go to their video they just posted, they were talking about this and said that we needed it as a thickest of the week. So, Jeremy thickest of the week do you do you watch and i know this is a rhetorical rhetorical question for you hurry hurry f1 you like f1 right yep all right i do too well do you know who danny rick is daniel ricardo there you go the aussie yes the stallion well look at this book and read it to me overtake my heart Thick Rick, thick Rick races for love. Book number one of 69. Let's go in the Daniel Ricardo romance series. Can you make it bigger so I can read it? I don't know if I can make it. Please, please make it bigger so I can read. Well, hold on, let me see. Is it? Oh, no. Uh, Does it work? No. Oh, that's you. No, I don't know if I can make it bigger. I'll read it to you. All right, right. no, no, no. I, I Hold it right there. Don't do anything. Okay, I got it. All right, hold on. I'm going to hold right. the mic close oh, to my you're, mouth. You're going to ASMR it? Rev up your engines for a sizzling, high-octane romance. Overtake my heart will take you on a heart-stopping ride filled with passion, speed, and heartbreak. Follow Emily, a smart and independent woman, as she navigates the thrilling and glamorous world of Formula One racing entangles with the irresistible charming playboy daniel ricardo will emily's love be enough to tame the notorious heartbreaker will daniel risk his career and reputation for the woman who's captured his heart buckle up for a love story that's unpredictable and exhilarating as the race itself you'll be on the edge of your seat until the very last page look at this that motherfucker doesn't look like that. <laughs> it doesn't even look like that. Come oh, on I'm now. Look at, look Come at on. The I like Danny up. Rick. He's, he seems like he'd be a cool dude to hang out with, but that dude's got a schnoz and he doesn't have abs like Whoa, that. Look at the car. Look. <laughs> yes. He's like a fucking, what is it, like a centaur or whatever? Like half horse, half. It's like half, half Australian, half Formula One racing car. It's, it's not even. It's, He's not even Red Bull. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, right. Here's the author. Look. Okay. What have we got? A, I need a driver. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Her, like, legitimately, it says her name is Anita Driver. Yeah. Anita Driver, PhD, is a Formula One enthusiast who attended every Spanish Grand Prix since 1991. She first learned to love cars when she was struck by one at the age of nine. Get the fuck out of here. 
I can't do it. I cannot do it. You know what I mean? The first time I got hit by a car, you know what I'm thinking? Fuck cars, man. All right, well. I love cars. I think this is going to be our. lost her damn mind. This is the best. What's going on in the world? Because we've got John basketball card guy. We've got thick sharks. We've got everybody's stealing it, dude. Everybody is stealing it. We, we this might be up there with cocaine bear for me. We might have to read pages on it. We might have to buy this book and read pages. Dude, can we do that? Yeah. Like with every episode, like all right, like the next segment, chapter four, overtake my heart. Oh, that's perfect. So I do want to say thank you. What's it called? Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, when you're like right behind somebody, you in F one. The overtake. You have um, DRS. Yeah, like, drag. He he, gra- he grabbed her, and kissed the nap of her neck, and let her know that he's gonna give her the DRS. <sighs> you love that mic. I don't want to hear you say something about that mic. You you have to do it if we're gonna if we're gonna do if we're gonna read literatica, you know. Tap the mic as you do it. You know, I mean, Daniel Ricardo is that big. Ooh. Ooh. So I, I need a driver. That is awesome. What's your what's your author name gonna be? We've got to put some thought into that. I need a driver. She got hit by a car and said, I need a driver. We need to clip that. We need to clip you. We're trying to read that. I'm trying. I crushed it. Now when you said I hit a car, you didn't finish the thing. Oh no, no, no. I, I the description of the book I crushed. Yeah, yeah. Her, her self-written biography, I mean, put them together. Clip it. Like, if we ever clip anything, that would be it to clip. Okay. <laughs> Fucking she got hit by a car. Oh, is it really going to be 69 books? <laughs> I hope so. And I mean, if she changed her, if like, if, if, if we're operating in the spirit of honesty and integrity... And her whole shtick is at nine. She got clipped by a, a what kind of cars do they even have over there? Whatever, like a Mazda. I don't know. She gets clipped by a Mazda. She's broken leg. She's in a wheelchair, and she's like, "I love, I love cars, Dad." All I could think about when you said cars over there, I thought of a Vespa. Yes, <laughs> there you go. She got hit by a Vespa. Man, oh, I'm sweating. Oh. That was good. You know, you know, I wonder, uh, do you think there's people over there that fantasize about kangaroos? Probably. You know, you know how like there's people with like mermaid fetishes? Yeah. Like jack yoked kangaroo in the backyard throwing blows. Well, I mean half roo. Manaroo. Yeah, manaroo. Can you see Domlin sauce like a uh, manaroos? The manaroos. <laughs> the manaroos. That should be their mascot. Yes. Half roux, half man, 150% testosterone. <laughs> oh, I love this show. I don't even want to talk about cards anymore. I just want to talk yeah. about porn books and kangaroos. Oh, I think that I wanted, I want the people that listen. I know there's a couple of you that are going to listen to this right when it drops. I need, I need some DMs on what you think of our thing. So you, you gotta, you gotta clip that, man. If right. you can't, at the minimum, at the minimum, man, you have to timestamp it and hit Courtney up first thing in the morning and say, please, right. Courtney. Yeah. For the love please. of God. 
if there is anything. And that's going to be the second. You know, we're doing the cocaine bear. Drop one for the merch. Drop two has got to be Manaroos. Sauce and Dobbs face. <laughs> Manny's going to be like face. the bottom of a kangaroo. And I'm going to have the head of a kangaroo and the, like the legs or something like that. We're going to make it happen. I need I like a driver. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Jeremy, what do you want the people to do? I mean, we're not going to talk about One Piece just dropped. I'm not ready to get the hell out of here. Why are okay. you cut me out? Well, I didn't know. I know we want to keep it around a an hour. So I was like, all right, we can talk oh, about let's, it. Let's, I promised you one thing. Let's at least address like One Piece. One Piece came out this week. And you are you are the TCG guy of the group, even though I buy way more TCG cards and have had way more black labels. But you're I the TCG guy. Cases. I bought cases and cases. So OPO 5 came out, Gear 5. Um, big hit is the manga manga of Luffy uh, Gear 5, which something that happened if you're caught up on One Piece. I'm not. I'm only on like episode 250. And there's like, like I said, a thousand episodes. I'm in year like 2002. So oh, wow. I got I a while to catch up. But um, this card raw is going for uh, 1K. So the cases. When you first can, when you were first able to pre-order them, were around seven hundred, six to seven, six to eight hundred dollars. So you hit that one card. I know it's really hard to hit, um, but you hit it. You're making some bread if you grade it and you're first to grade. And I think that's where Brandon was talking about because if you hit that card and grade it, if it's raw at a thousand, you get a black label on that bad boy. I'm a couple G's. So, but yeah, I do regret I didn't buy any cases. I do regret not buying it um like i told you before yes i want to buy the case i can afford the case the grading fees like you brought up in a little bit could get really pricey and that's what kind of put me in a hole that i'm in so i had a little bit of fomo i just i I legitimately like ripping those cards just because they're all like awesome looking the art's cool the texture and because i'm a dumbass and i don't know quite what's what just yet like every pack is like awesome. So even when you're done ripping it, you're still like, all right, now the fun begins. What did I pull anything? Are these worth anything? And it's usually like the ones that you think are worth something yep. aren't and the one that you didn't think is worth anything. But um, I was very fortunate. I had the opportunity to buy a bunch of SRs and I did. And so I look forward to having those and getting those to grading because I was might have Brandon. You had the opportunity to buy them. Yeah. You passed on them and I purchased them. He he texted me and he said, "If you're co- so you don't complain and cry like a baby, I'm going to ask you first. And I was like, "You piece of work." And he's like, "I'm going to ask you first, and then it's going to Jeremy." So he did. He he asked me and he said, "He's like he." I asked him how much and he's like, "I can send you a breakdown." I'm like, "No, I trust you. Deal." And then he's like, "Just so you know, I asked Manny first because I didn't want to hear him complain." I know he never told me a price though, so I don't want to hear it. So you said no, even if he was would have been like twenty bucks. I didn't say no. Oh, I I didn't. I just didn't. You didn't <laughs> respond. Let's see. So you said no without saying no anything. Uh, I said, he said offering you before Jeremy, so I don't hear that I did it. I said you like Jeremy more. I get it. <laughs> and he said, he was like joking. Said you're out of cards. I thought I can't keep up with you. And I was like, I know you don't care because you hate me. And then boom. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I'm not. I'm not putting up with this shit. I'm done. I'll go deal. I'll go deal with the kid. 
Yeah. So I was just messing with him. I didn't. I I figured you were gonna get it anyway. No, it's it's. I mean, it's cool. And like I said, I'm banking on like I I could end up taking a super bath if the golden thing doesn't work out because I sent like forty cards there. So like I'm on the hook for like eight nine hundred bucks. So yeah, I'm imagine, on- imagine that, but you're paying up front. That's where I was like, yeah. after you bought the case. No, I, I dude, I get it. I'm just I'm just giving you shit. I just thought yeah. it was like funny how like we're all so like closely connected and intertwined and stuff. But um, yeah, all I know is shot. Hopefully. Brandon's all right right now with the hurricane and oh well, yeah now now like that's the kicker is like people all over I saw like Leighton yesterday was already saying like hey packages are already being delayed so maybe my like being first to market might not happen because my shit's gonna be swept away in the you know the storm yeah. and yeah. I, I hope you know everybody down in Florida and Louisiana or wherever the hell this thing's gonna come through are safe five hundred four for sure I mean. I hope his paintings or, or drawings are safe. That dude probably better put those off his ground where he had them. Yeah, dude, that's wild. But um, looking forward to seeing everybody in Shipshawana. Make sure you come out and say hi. I feel like this is I'm gonna have like more mid to high end cards, so there's gonna be like less volume. So I think I'm gonna be able to relax and enjoy the show a little bit more. I've never walked the show, and I might actually walk it this weekend. So looking forward to I'm looking forward to you know hanging out with Manny and planning nine hot dogs, nine beers, and nine manaroos. Ooh. Yeah, I don't have any cards. I'm actually going there to spend a little bit of money, so I'm gonna be walking with you. Ooh. Um, Manaroos, but I might not go to trade night. I might just be going to the show. I'll let you know. Manaroos, so Manaroos, Manaroos. <laughs> the Manaroos. Idiot. So, thank you, everybody. Make sure you continue to like, subscribe, and smash that button. You know what I mean. Smash. And smash it, smash it, smash it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release. Right we on. sure did. Back. We're back. We're back in action. <laughs> back. Back. Did you hear how John was like, fuck, 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 too fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, John's the best. Too uh, so with that, we will be back shortly. And we will be... <laughs> I can't with you and have a good one. See ya.